You are now listening to Emergency Exit. time to open your mind in our search for the unknown who knows what we will find this is emergency exit <laughs> i am your host los and with me as always is nick i before e rider no e before i Fuck. except after Fuck. C. and now joining us <laughs> once again is brandon big old balls mitchell that's yeah. right Big old balls. That's how yes. it's gonna go for you now. Big old balls. Hey, thanks you guys. B-O-B. There, there are worse rumors to have about you. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. I wish I had like a rumor like that. Right. But well, how big are we talking? Like Randy Marsh wheelbarrow <laughs> style? <laughs> no, 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 nothing oh. like that. I mean, it, they fit like comfortably. Yes, large. comfortably large. <laughs> All right. They're a, they're a manageable size. Oh my God! This is our next song parody. Pink Floyd's "Comfortably Large." Comfortably <laughs> large. Oh, right. this is episode 33. Today is May 9th. Now, isn't that a big conspiracy number? Sorry to keep interrupting, but 33? 33 is, is like is the like highest a level number, that you right? can get up to Freemasonry, all that good shit. That's right. That's right. And today is May 9th, 2017. We are here again in our deep underground Lost studio uh, underground bunker thing studio. <laughs> yeah. And we are here once again. <laughs> Everyone's clapping. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll be streaming live. Actually, we're not streaming live. We're, we're recording not. live. Yeah. We're recording mm-hmm. live for the audience. So, out so home. don't try to call in. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, this, will probably we get cut out. this will probably get cut out anyway. So oh. <laughs> if you're seeing the video of this, you're, you're getting some exclusive stuff. All right. So today on the show, we will talk about the psychology of conspiracies with Dr. Michael Wood, who we talked to earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we're going to play that for you. It was pretty interesting, I got to say. really, uh, really good, man. Yeah. I, I must d- say that I wanted to, I wanted y'all to be more with me on the crazy ideas that I was trying to throw at him to see what he'd <laughs> say, but a lot of uh, a lot of dead air is going to be cut out. I'll tell you <laughs> what. <laughs> Needed my boys on my side. Do some research. Well, uh, no, I mean, it was fine. It was just... We 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 derailed a lot, and I felt like he wasn't getting enough. Yeah, well, he wasn't getting enough time to respond or to interject. We were mm-hmm. just like we went from nine eleven to rat people or something. Like we just went so far off topic. I'd, yeah, reptilian. we did spend a lot of time on the everything, can, uh, including nine eleven. Yeah, you know, so 
That was definitely the main point of the discussion mm-hmm. somehow. Well, it was also the example. Anytime we were discussing something with him, that was that like always the go-to example. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we also will be playing. Actually, we'll do that first. We're going to be talking uh, to Postman Polly. Post Check Man it out. Polly. It's a new segment. So who's Postman Polly, you might be asking yourself? Well, Nick. That would be a very good question. Nick knows somebody through somebody through another person, Mm -hmm. and he calls himself Postman Polly. And he's got some crazy old Texarkana stories stories. about him being a dang old tell-you-what postman. And and I think it's more in his delivery. Like the, The stories are pretty crazy, but he's got such a way of storytelling yeah, yeah, that uh, southern drawl, that, yeah, that just and, fun that he has with it, just it just kind of just makes it all kind of fun. It's it's oh. sort of I feel it's like a almost like a Tarantino movie in the way that it's not in chronological order, and it's something will, some crazy detail will come out of left field and completely blindside oh, well, you that you're not you remember. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like you're always at the edge of seat because you have no idea what's going to happen Ooh. in a Postman Polly story. That's right. So without any further ado, here's Postman Polly. All right, so we've got. Postman Polly, we'll we'll leave him some anonymity. <laughs> Postman Polly. Postman Polly. It's a great uh, alliteration for his name there. Right. It's perfect. Uh, he he happens to drum with the TJB. Oh, you play the drums for the. He, TJ. He's the drummist for, for the, the TJB. Teach. That's right. Now we know who you are. Yeah. So much for so much for your anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> We, we don't want to be known that who we are because we don't want to go well, to some kind of government well, regulation. Wait a minute. You're, you're wait, good. Wait. You're still anonymous. What's He's the, not. What's with the lady's voice? So, so we have post lady as well on the other yeah, line? Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. there's three of us. There's, there's me, another lady, and then there's Paul. And there's all three of us conference all day long for five, six, Yeah, they're all talking on the route. Oh, so, okay. So, what's, so she's like verifying the story that Polly's going to tell us. So See, she's what, the she's like the witness. Yes, the the bit we're doing here is Postman Polly uh, delivers for an unknown carrier of of mail uh, in uh, in a random city here in the great state oh, of of oh yeah town in the great state of Lone Star. Um, we're trying to keep this. On the DL. Because uh, he works for the government? Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> he comes across some of the wackiest shit that I've ever heard, and he and he talks about it at shows and on the bus and stuff, and I've decided that he needs to share it with our listeners. So we've got him calling in, and uh, I don't know who... What's the craziest thing you heard him say, and then have him t- say that story? Or uh, oh, he said he's got one. He's got one right. I mean, he's got, he's got quite a few, ready. but he's got Postman one. He's got Polly. one prepared. So we got. We have he's, got special, he's got a special customer, and when I say special, she is above. She she's made accusations. She <laughs> says that he's been telling people she's a baby killer, and wow. he says that. He accuses him of... Slow down, fighting. slow down, <laughs> slow down. So uh, how did we... Uh, he's, so he's on this route. So he, he's, he's, he's on his route. His, his route, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. He's on his route, not his route. 
and uh, he experiences a lady that's uh, you see people every single day and you see the same people the same sure. people and apparently I used to know my old neighbor uh, my old uh, male lady back in the day we, her name was Cheryl and she worked on Cheryl Street it was easy oh, to remember wow. I, so, I used to know mine because she was my mom but oh okay so <laughs> My mom delivered mail. That's where I'm going with this. Nick, the name. So, this particular chick to protect her name, we call her the whore. She's the whore. So this this lady at this house is a whore. How do you know she's a whore? Why do you call her a whore? Because she lives on Whore Drive. Oh, it's a whore drive. Yeah. Well, the neighbors the neighbors claim that she might be a little loose. We're not really sure. Oh, okay. So this is substantial at the moment well, it all started okay here we go i've been i've been delivering the mail over there for you know a few years already <laughs> and she was real friendly and started uh well, yeah know, she's a whore meeting me out there yeah <laughs> and meeting me out there and she would you know talk, and she and she talks real like a little girl like a little kid kind she of talks just like just yeah, like, hi. <laughs> yes, hi. Oh, you guys at the same time. All right. Okay. We got it. And then, um, so anyway, she gets to, you know, talking to me here and there as I'm coming through and handing her stuff. And, but then it got to be where she started saying some, we, you know, talking about, you know, listening to the radio. That's how they take, that's how they control you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Wow. You know, like just through the radio and the TV, like they, and it's controlling like, you. That's how they get. That's how they get you to do stuff, like wipe your ass. And I was like, So anyway, it starts progressing. You know, or it gets. You know. It gets worse. Uh, she's going on. And so then, yeah, so then she starts uh, telling me about uh, how the neighbors have been coming over there and harassing her and doing all this stuff. And then it went on to she heard me talking about her. Oh, shit. And I'm, and yes. And then <laughs> she was saying the neighbors were calling her a baby killer and a whore. And Which? and then she was doing all the stuff, and then it got to be like every time I come through there, she started calling me fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> like right, yeah. my, you know. And she. Well, was it like pleasant? <laughs> like, like, oh, right hello, Mister Fuckface. Oh, you know, I always like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, so in a way, like, so like, uh. But she could be mean too, you know. And she gives me, uh, she get ugly like with it. it. Like, she's really. So wait, hey Paul, really uh, Postman Polly. So would she say it in a nice tone, like, "Hey, what, hey, what's going on, fuckface?" Or would she always just be like, "Oh, what's up, fuckface?" How would she say it? More to like her? that. Yeah, she'd be like, yeah, "What's up, fuckface?" Yeah. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for no reason other than the neighbors talk shit. Or no, she heard yeah, you say like, something. No and she, reason. And she thinks you're colluding with the neighbors. I, I yes. Okay. And then, All right. Uh, well, then um, you know, time goes. This is stretched out over a few year period now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just a, been she, going she on. This is routine she, for years. She yeah, she disappeared for a while. I think they put her in a 
you know, for like a hot middle thing or something. <laughs> and I know at one point she had supposedly take like went running down the street naked. Yeah. Like yelling. No, that wouldn't have been good. She's, oh. <laughs> oh, she's not good looking. <laughs> I, don't think. I just picture her as a hot, yeah, like hot, like, hot evil like, bitch. A little bit of mouth going on, you know, and. Ugh. Ugh. and her face looks like it might have been something wrong with the side of her face. She doesn't look normal. She's not something's not like a stroke face or something. Met her. She's from Canada, and a guy who she's married to supposedly met her online. Oh. And uh, and moved her down here, and they got married. And then over time, she's just gone more black, wacko. She's got Ivanka on this yeah. shit. Ivanka Trump. Okay, not that topical. Okay, sorry about that. Well, I, got, I remember I was telling a buddy of mine about her, and I mean it's one thing just to tell you about it, but you know, to actually oh, see it in action. So, like, we, me and my buddy was driving. We happened to be on that side of town, and I was like, "Man, I'll show you who that crazy chick is." You know, <laughs> he just interrupted your route to cruise over there. So we, so yeah, so we drove down the road and. <laughs> There's this real steep curve you gotta go right to pull up to her house. And uh and I was like, Yeah man, there's her there's her house. I was like, Oh shit, man, she's in the yard <laughs> And uh and I swear that she didn't have any I mean she it wasn't enough time she, we were in a, in a different car. She would she didn't know it was me. Oh, know? okay. You were incognito. Yeah. So she starts ripping us off with both hands. And just yelling obscenities at the car, screaming and yelling. And he was just like, holy shit, man. You were the street. I was like, yeah, dude, I told you. And uh, he's like, man, go back, go back around. I was like, man, oh, not, shit. you know, you're crazy. So um, anyway, so uh, time went on and like I said, she disappeared for a while and she came back and for the longest time, and I accidentally ran over her dog, too. Oh, no, you ran over her dog? She didn't ask, y'all. This book, I was, I was completely Are you, are you, you saying it wasn't accidental? No, look, he was with the Accidentally dog. ran the over her dog. Are you saying he didn't do it, or he didn't accidentally do it? The supervisor was riding with him. Now, weeks prior to him running over his do her dog, He's like, God damn, these motherfucking dogs. They're always, you know, you hear, yup, 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 yup. He's like, they're going to get my nose over. He said, I'm going to run these little fuckers over. He said, I've already seen one dead in the road down the road. He said, they're going to get run over. Well, then the boss rides with us. And then all of a sudden, they're cruising down there. And the boss is in the back seat. And then, plump, plump. And the boss is like, got him. And then, <laughs> Holy shit. Got him. So Count it. I mean, uh, the whole car, like, lifted up. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> so, now, so these dogs have been running loose. And let me, I, I planned a route before I went full time. And these dogs are always out there. And I have always swore to hit them. I've never got as lucky as Polly over here. But <laughs> he gets out with the boss, and the boss is like, ma'am, we're sorry. And she's like, what? Favorite dog. That's my dog. My favorite like, dog. 
Like, mm. you've got 12 of the bastards all of the same color running the oh. road, and you don't even know which one's what. They got, like, the mange and stuff, you know? Oh, so it's man. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, or well, Before you go, I, I was wrapping up that she disappeared a while, and she came back, and she's been real nice. And then oh. until... Until just the, other day. Huge, uh, just the other day, I pull up, and she's out there, and I thought everything was normal. And um, as I'm pulling up, she's like, well, well, well. <laughs> Look at you. Shit face. Shit face. <laughs> oh, that's so, fantastic. So she's back. So the story, so the story continues. Postman Polly Well, well, well. Look at you. Shit face. That's right. <laughs> shit face. Shit face. That was the story of shit that was, face. That was now a available. Good story. Mm-hmm. And now we have a new soundboard. Now clip. available on the soundboard. Oh, yeah. That is correct. Shit face. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's a good time being on the bus with that guy. I tell you what. Yeah. You know, next time uh, we won't have that lady on, huh? What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, it's his story, I feel. Yeah, I want him to tell the story. He should tell the story. Yeah, that's right. Postman Polly. Postman Polly. And I'm, I'm assuming Polly is him. Yes. Well, yeah. but I thought it was a very <laughs> lovely story. All right, the grandma. Uh, <laughs> okay. He, he likes them to collude, or not collude, but they're, they're all talking together, so yeah, he they feels all, that... Yeah. They're all part of the the story. They I help guess. they help put it into words better than he thinks he can. Yeah. But I think he can do it. He yeah. does it on the bus all the time, so I, hmm. I have confidence. So earlier today, we got together and recorded an interview with Doctor Michael Wood on the psychology of conspiracies. Why do people believe in them? We don't know, but we asked him. We uh, asked him a bunch of other yeah, questions. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions. Some uh, some revealing questions, actually. Do you want to know if he's a reptile? He's a reptilian, Ooh. or do you want to know if he's a paid shell? He answers these questions. So, let's step into the mystic. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we're talking to Dr. Michael Wood about the psychology of conspiracies. Hey, man, thanks for being with us. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show, guys. <laughs> doing well. Doing thanks, well. thanks, man. Very, very well, Good. man. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background before we get into it. I know you got a lot of uh, things about your background you'd like to say first. Yeah, well, um, basically, I'm a, I'm a psychologist, a, a social psychologist. I uh, live and uh, work in the UK at the University of Winchester. And my main area of study is the psychology of conspiracy theories. As this this is a topic that goes back a long time for me, you know. Um, back in the nineties, I used to watch the X Files. Oh yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then there were there was like the internet of the late nineteen nineties, um, and I kind of got online, you know, uh, sort of mid teens, and I, I went out and I, there was this wonderful world out there of people who thought about things in a very different way than I did. Sure. Um, and my own views have changed a lot since then, but it just got me thinking about, you know, what what can explain like how all these people could look at basically the same things that are happening, but come to such different conclusions about them. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's kind of what got me into it and what set me off on this path. So now I, I look at conspiracy theories from a psychological perspective and, you know, why is it that some people believe them, others reject them, and uh, others are, are kind of somewhere in between. Okay. Without getting into specifics right now, do you buy into any or do you, having studied the psychology of them for so long, do you now look at the whole conspiracy theory ideal as kind of silly or? Uh, I would say mm, generally, I, I don't think it's silly exactly. Um, whether I believe conspiracy theories, kind of, you know, I'm going to give you a very boring and kind of evasive answer. <laughs> okay. depends how you define conspiracy theory, because nobody can actually agree on what a conspiracy theory is. That's one of the, the first things that you sort of figure oh. out when you go into this field. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because it's kind of a negative term, and you you know you don't want to think, yeah, I believe all the conspiracy theories. My all of my beliefs are a conspiracy theory, and all these things that other people believe are not conspiracy theories, because that makes you seem crazy. Right. right? Sure. So, so nobody, people don't want to, you know, label themselves as being conspiracy theorists because that has kind of a, like a, a negative connotation to it. So it's, it's hard to get a grip on it. But, you know, under some definitions, I believe probably a lot of conspiracy theories and you all do, too, um, sure. unless okay. you're, you're insane. Um, That's right. And <laughs> under other definitions, I'm, I'm like quite skeptical about them. I'd say that in general, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, um, it kind of depends on the topic. Okay. So what kind of uh, work do you, uh, it started with what happened to building seven. Is that correct? What got uh, everyone's attention with you? Um, The one before that, actually. So these are, these are some papers that I published. Um, There was one that was um, called what about building seven, a social psychological study of online discussion of nine 11 conspiracy theories. And it was basically looking at online comments and uh, you know, the, the stuff that people, the comments that people would leave on news websites. We looked at CNN and we looked at the Daily Mail and a couple others. Um, and just looked at how people argued about conspiracy theories. So uh, this was part of my PhD thesis. And my supervisor and I, we looked at all these different um, articles and, and looked at how people argued. And we, we sort of looked at each comment and we said, okay, well, what, what sort of argument is this person making, right? Are they arguing against something or are they arguing for something? So like, if I want to convince you that 9-11 was an inside job, I can argue against the official theory and I can say, well, you know, there's no way that the planes would have made the towers collapse and, you know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. You know, it's the, the, the old meme, right? Um, okay. And that, that's, that's like a negative argument, right? right because I'm right. saying the official story can't explain that. Or I can make a positive argument and I can say, well, you know, the, um, the, the, plane, the NORAD was told to stand down by Cheney. Cheney made them call off all their, you know, air... Uh, air traffic control, like not phrasing this properly, but basically he, he told NORAD to stand down and, and that can only be explained by it being an inside job. Cheney wouldn't have ordered that unless it was, uh, you know, a, a, an inside job. So that's a positive argument. I'm, I'm making an argument for my own theory, right? Okay. And, and the big finding there was that people who were advocating for conspiracy theories, like the, the truthers basically in the comments of these, these news stories, they were saying that the official story can't be true. Right. Right. Um, but they weren't so much arguing for the conspiracy theory. They, they would never say, you know, this proves that the conspiracy theory is true. They would say that this proves that the official story is wrong. And then the people who were against, who were arguing against the conspiracy theories, who were arguing for the official story, they were doing the opposite. So they would argue for the official story. They say, actually, the official story can't explain this. And then, but they wouldn't so much say, well, look, your conspiracy theory doesn't make sense because it can't account for this. Okay. So that that was the the big the big finding there. And then the other one which I think 
got less press attention ultimately was um, one before that where we looked at um, sort of contradictory conspiracy theories and how people deal with conspiracy theories, like multiple contradictory ones about the same topic. Um, so that was a, another study. But yeah, those were the, the sort of the, the early ones, I guess. Okay. Um, like as far as conspiracy theories go, shouldn't we be like maybe a little bit suspicious of them because <clears throat> they typically involve, you know, governments, uh, large corporations, things where a vast majority of the population doesn't see like the inner workings. And so they have just limited information and knowledge and they generally kind of, uh, fill in the gap. Is that, um, I mean, like in that just kind of human nature, yeah, to some extent. And we, you know, we, we know that people come up with more conspiracy theories when they're in a position of uncertainty, right? Okay. Like if you don't know what's going on, you have very limited information, you're trying to make sense of what's happening. That's when conspiracy theories are, are more likely to appear. You know, there's okay. studies showing this, um, that if you give people this feeling of uncertainty, they, they get more suspicious about things and they're more likely to see conspiracies uh, out there in the world. Um, and it's, I, I think, Conspiracy theories, like, I think that's one of the reasons why you see this pattern where people argue against the official story rather than for a conspiracy theory, because mm -hmm. it's hard to build like a, a theory that is really robust and specific and, and can account for lots of different bits of evidence, right? Mm -hmm. It's easier to try to disprove something and to try to, um, you know, come up with evidence that doesn't fit a particular theory than to build a new theory that does fit that evidence and all the other evidence that's, right. that's out there. So it's so more like this it's arguing this doesn't make sense as opposed to i for sure have the answer is you know that's it's unknown so they can't really form a a solid uh story it's just easier to to knock down the other one that you're unsure of i guess yeah that's that's basically the idea and like conspiracy theories like this is the main sort of thrust of my my work my own work you know everybody all the psychologists who study this stuff have kind of their own take on conspiracy theories and my big one for the mo for the moment is basically that conspiracy theories are really vague and they do best when they're vague right right like when a conspiracy theory gets super specific and it says you know this happens and this happens and this is exactly how that worked and you know really puts itself out there they, they don't tend to do very well and the most successful conspiracy theories are the ones that are kind of amorphous right mm -hmm. like if you look at the 9-11 truth movement there's no single theory that everybody rallies around you know you have the people who sure just think that you know they let it happen on purpose you have the, the people who think that you know they planned they, it al-qaeda was like hired by the cia to do it um but you know the planes brought down the towers and you have people who think that the, there were demolition charges people who think that there was a plane at the pentagon people who think there was a missile people who think that it was space lasers and there were no planes at all you know, you, you have like this massive diversity of opinion. It's a big tent, right? They call it like a, a, a big tent and they have these disagreements among themselves. But for the most part, they're, they don't like to do that, right? They, they mostly try to target whatever the official story is because that's the one thing they all agree on. The official story is wrong. Sure, mm. sure. Okay. And then it all stems from there. Do you believe, uh, what, what story do you believe of the 9-11 attacks? Well, for basically the reasons that I just said, I think yeah. that the, the sort of mainstream account of 9-11 is basically correct. Um, I mean, in terms of the mechanics of what happened, I guess you could say, like, I think that the planes crashed into the towers and knocked off the fireproofing and then jet fuel caused, you know, structural fires and collapse and building seven was hit by debris. I, I think that most of that stuff holds up relatively well. And I don't think there's another theory that explains it better. If you want to look at, you know, the geopolitics behind it and, um, you know, did they did they ignore, you know, warnings and, you know, was there 
uh, did was was, was somebody sleeping on the job or, or did somebody think, hey, you know, maybe we should let this happen? Who, who knows? I mean, that stuff all happens behind closed doors anyway. Right. But in terms of the um, the arguments that you see about specific things, I, I don't think those hold up very well for the most part. Okay. You yeah. know, yeah, they, I mean, they don't hold up too well. Uh, I, I sort of still believe that we let that happen. Well, cause... this is the thing, though. I mean, like you have... It, it's hard to tell because people cover their asses in situations like this. There's some massive awful thing that happens people don't want to be blamed for it and people right. go and scramble around and try to make it look like it's not their fault and it, it muddies the waters a lot so it's hard to tell you know what actually yeah happened, well sure. as far as the behind the scenes stuff we're never gonna it's not like anybody's gonna come out and go hey you know what i actually did plan this whole thing just yeah. so i could go get saddam ha 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 yeah. <laughs> you know like nobody's gonna come out and finally come clean so i don't know that we'll ever really know yeah. where the motive really lies right other and i mean other than the given story but i think is yeah, there uh, an answer somewhere that can be revealed <laughs> maybe somewhere. we need fox and Mulder on the case <laughs> yeah well you know i mean like uh you had the um the guy who was deep throat in watergate he basically confessed on his deathbed right he said you know i'm dying mm -hmm. screw it i'll just tell you exactly mm -hmm. what happened it was me the whole time so you know maybe down the line who knows what people are gonna confess to sure i guess yeah that's that's valid. Yeah. But then wouldn't that make their paranoia of what their story was now? Uh, oh, that ha this is happening. The Saudis made it happen. And and then that will come out later. All declassified, you know. <laughs> but people think they're crazy at the time. But really, then it, later, later it'll show that they weren't. Like uh, Operation, uh, what are some of these operations that happened there? The the Gulf of Tonkin incident, Project uh, MK Ultra, the hmm. Northwoods, you know. These kind of clip. things, yeah, paperclip. These kind of things come out later. Oh, to be fair, Northwoods never actually happened. Kennedy put the kibosh he, on it. He, he did kibosh it, but mm. that kind of thing being even put out there in the first place, and right. maybe there were other presidents that let them through. Which, of course, that's why we have some other these uh, these other well, yeah, projects. And Palladium everything. is a, a perfect example of of one of these things, right? And there there were theories about that at the time in Italy. I'm pretty sure that it was all this. Yeah, these 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 were all false flag attacks, and you know it wasn't actually the communists and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a listener question for you next. Um, ah. Yeah, um, is there a correlation between uh, people who suffer from uh, severe anxiety and those who believe heavily in conspiracy theories? Oh, okay, that's an interesting one. I I want to say generally no. I think somebody's looked at this. I can't think of the reference off the top of my head. Um, but, um, God, there was just a, a study that looked at this. And I, I, I want to say if, it, if there is a correlation, it's, it's a fairly weak one. Um, okay. One thing that they have found recently is that people who are under more stress tend to believe more conspiracy theories. So if you, you know, you just pull people on how much stress they're feeling or you make them feel stressed in a particular situation, then their conspiracy theory belief tends to go up. Hmm. Um, so that's that's one thing that's out there. And I, I, I can sort of see the rationale for anxiety as well. I think it kind of fits into the same place. You know, that you're generally worried about, you know, the world being an awful place or people trying to pull one over on you. Mm -hmm. And and that's, you know, that that's really one of the, the messages of this whole body of uh, work, right? That, that conspiracy theories are just, in a way, kind of the normal human suspicion that we all feel, you know, we, we all have this motivation to figure out if somebody's trying to pull one over on us or if somebody has like some sneaky thing that they're trying to do. Uh, that screws us over in some way and right yeah it totally fits with that okay it's, it's, it's sort of normal to think like a conspiracy theorist sometime then sort of normal yeah i mean again it depends on how you define conspiracy theory and conspiracy theorist because you know when people say conspiracy theorists they picture 
basically Mel Gibson from the movie <laughs> Conspiracy Theory. Right, right. right. Like a room covered newspaper clippings with strings everywhere. Strings everywhere. It's all attached. Or the number 23 or whatever. Like everybody, (laughs) every conspiracy theorist is automatically like, okay, well, if you add the nine and the two, that makes 11. And then you like (laughs) the 11th month of the year. Yeah. It's November. November is fall time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So uh, what do you think of uh, what's going on with the flat earth? What's going on? It's uh, that it's getting and gaining more people's, uh, (laughs) <laughs> well, well it's just gaining popularity popularity yeah. yes if you will yeah that's an interesting one you know i always um i i'm kind of disappointed that it's the flat earth and not the hollow earth because i love the hollow earth we just oh, talked to somebody wow. about hollow earth and oh, yeah, no a, couple, a couple weeks ago yeah, yeah. yeah. you would have uh, you would have enjoyed it yeah. check it out now, flat earth I, I don't to be honest there's not a lot of research out there about flat earth it's kind of hard with some of these because there's not that many people who believe them. So it's hard to get a decent sample, you know, like we mostly do things like survey research or we do like little lab experiments. Um, uh, so you need a decent sample size for those and and finding that many flat earth people is, is difficult. And also you never know who's serious about it, right? Right. Like uh, Tila Tequila, sure, you know, you can recruit her into a study, but if Why you go would like you? The, you know, flat earth society forums, a lot of people on there are trolls and have been for, for many, many years, right? Yeah. And so, like, if you if you recruit them into a study or if you do some analysis of what they wrote, you can't necessarily trust that it's genuine and that that's telling you what people what people who believe this stuff are like because they might not actually believe it. But then maybe they talk themselves into believing it. And they were originally trolling, and then they, then they they sort of think, well, you know, when you really think about it, actually, <laughs> I don't, I don't, for, I for one don't believe uh, in the flat Earth at all. Uh, but I we don't. did talk about the hollow Earth a little bit. The, the yeah, pole holes was, and such. Well, there are multiple different hollow earth theories as well. But I guess, like we stated earlier, most conspiracy, the theories have multiple ones. Mm-hmm. There's not like one definitive. It's true. Even it flat true. earthers set, differ yeah. a bit. Yeah. So like, my favorite was the, was the nesting planet style hollow earth theory. That was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Are we on the top of it or the somewhere I, in the well, middle we don't we don't know we just don't know dude <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know <laughs> all right uh one more one more question um can you like explain the the popularity of conspiracy theories over over the years especially you know um, recently yeah i mean it, it's hard to say like we don't really have great poll numbers on this because there's nobody who's been consistently asking this question over the last 50 years you know People say that there are more conspiracy theories now, but the evidence that we have indicates that probably that's not really true. Um, conspiracy theories, like they, they've kind of always been a part of the intellectual landscape. Maybe you see them more now. This is one of the things that that you know people say that maybe there is. Um, it's just because me, the, the the state of media has changed. You know, you can go online, you can look at a CNN article, and you can see all these comments underneath saying. You know, 9-11 was an inside job. And you wouldn't see that in, you know, if you were reading, you know, your local newspaper uh, 30 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And so okay, you, yeah. this stuff is more visible now. Okay. And so it feels like there's more of it around. But whether there actually is, who knows, right? They're just, just more publicized, it seems. More, yeah, yeah. more accessible, I Easier guess. Easier to get the access, uh, the information. Yeah. Especially it's the like internet now. Literally just a <laughs> finger tap away, man. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But also, you know, part of it is is about trust. Like, if you trust somebody, then you don't you're not likely to think that they're conspiring against you, right? So, if you trust politicians and you trust scientists and you trust the media and you trust, you know, big corporations or whoever, then right. 
you're, you're not going to believe conspiracy theories about them. And, and we've seen trust go down in a lot of these institutions, right? right? Mm. As soon as we uh, and, and that probably is going to have some effect. You know, certainly if you look at uh, medical science, like trust numbers for medical science have have gone down, and and right. you know this coincides now, with the rise of like anti-vaccine conspiracy yeah, theories exactly. and people not getting their kids, you know, vaccinated for whatever because they think it's all going to cause autism, right? Right. So <laughs> that might be a, a factor as well. Big pharma's lying, and the vaccines are just ways for them to implant fluoride into you and control your mind or something. <laughs> Those yep. little microchips, man. Right, or micro, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was curious, like, when studying conspiracy, like, do you do you have like a a level one conspiracy is like, or like from feasible to absurd? Like, do you start with something that could legitimately be true, like the government was behind nine eleven, or Bill Hicks changed name to Alex Jones, like something that could, I guess, be legitimate, <laughs> and then like you escalate to absurd, like. Barack Obama is actually reptilian and time traveled to Mars in the eighties. Yeah, you know, like things like that. Do you, stories, do you have man. a way to yeah. to distinguish these when you're talking about them, so that you can obviously, like, again, everybody has different definitions of what a conspiracy theory is, but different category, uh, yeah, different subgenres, like of you know, perjury one versus perjury five or something. That, or, this is a perjury. This is a level this five is, conspiracy yeah. theory. Is it con- You've been found guilty of conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, is there anything like that when you're well, discussing yeah, a research? I mean, in there's them? a couple of things. Like in psychology, we don't really differentiate like that. Um, we, okay. People have investigated this and they've they've looked at different types of conspiracy theories that are out there, and there aren't that many meaningful distinctions that you can draw. Um, one of the the only ones that has, I think, any psychological uh, meaning to it is um, conspiracy theories that look at like a, a specific. Um, group of people right um and we call those conspiracy stereotypes because it's like well this this sort of person you know whether it's jews or scientists or whoever um they're like just generally like sneaky by nature and they're gonna go and they're gonna conspire with one another and you can't trust them because that's the sort of person that they are right and so you see that with with jews and with with muslims as well these large sort of ethnic or, or national groups um and and those seem to be a little bit different in some ways from saying you know Bush did 9-11 or, uh, or, or, or they faked the moon landing or things okay. like that. But if you look at, at other fields like sociology, they have this distinction between these conspiracy theories about particular events, like they call them event conspiracies. They have conspiracy theories about um, like systems of government. They call them systemic conspiracies. And then they have okay. what they call super conspiracies, which are like the big conspiracies that organize all the other ones. Oh, like the New World like, Order's in charge yeah. of everything. The Illuminati. Yeah, the lizard people. Okay. They did 9-11, and they were behind the, the autism vaccine connection. Right. And, and so they organize all the, like, the sub-conspiracies. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I wonder, wonder if someone started these conspiracy theories just knowing that they're bullshit and just laughing enjoying watching the people some of those people believe it going away just (laughs) suckers i just always wanted to do that like where they each start from like who was the first one to say this and did they believe it or not Yeah, like sort of the etymology of it you know where it came from you know Mm. yeah like have you guys read um foucault's pendulum no i definitely no it's it's this umberto eco book um where and it's basically about this exact thing it's like these guys make up this conspiracy theory sort of for fun. Um, and then sort of shit starts getting weird. Yeah. It's, and just... it's a really brilliant book. It's super good. Wow. Sounds like okay. a great movie. What was it called man? again? Uh, Foucault's Pendulum. Foucault, okay. like the, the um, 
it, it's like this pendulum that swings around. It shows that the Earth is is moving on its axis. Right. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Now that I have heard of, but not the book. Yeah. Um. Another question I had about uh, I guess from the psychological standpoint, does someone gradually get into conspiracy theories? Again, do you start at I could believe conspiracy level one, and then you like buy into that, and then gradually buy into the more extreme or you get absurd more and ones. more paranoid and yeah. Make it <laughs> more or do sense. you, or is it more they they tend to fall into like you said there was the systemic or the uh, you know like nationalist ones, or they do they just believe in a certain type, or how does it work out? Does it progress? I guess. So we don't have a good picture of how this happens over time. Like if somebody gets into conspiracy theories or gets out of conspiracy theories, you know, we don't know what that looks like in terms of the time course. But we know that um, generally speaking that like, you know, we, we look at correlations in, in this field, right? We look at, you know, how strongly is this correlated with that? And how can we, how well can we predict this from these other factors? And what the biggest, the, like the strongest predictor of belief in any conspiracy theory is always other conspiracy theories. So if you want to know what somebody thinks about 9-11, you ask them about Princess Diana, you ask them about the moon landing, you ask them about autism and vaccines, and that'll give you like a really accurate picture, more accurate than any wow. personality questionnaire will. And we <laughs> wow. think that's because like, it, there, there's a lot of reasons for this. You know, It could be that once you start to believe some conspiracy theories, then you, you trust you know, official stories less and you, you start looking and, and okay. you know, changing your, your research habits and things like that. And it's... And, and it sort of snowballs and, and you start to get to this, what we call a conspiracy worldview, um, where you, you start to see that, you know, the dominant force in history is conspiracy. The history of the world is just the history of all the conspiracies that have been going on. Well, sure. The winners write the history books, right? So we don't. That's right. It mm -hmm. could be completely fabricated. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, they say that, but, you know, it's really <laughs> the writers who write the history books. Like, think about Genghis Khan. Nasty guy, right? But everybody thinks he's a nasty guy, even though he conquered like half of Asia. And it's because the Mongols were not like the most literate civilization. They didn't settle down and have monasteries copying out manuscripts and stuff. It's the people who wrote about Genghis Khan that changed how we think about uh, it. You know, that's true. That's that's a damn good argument there. Or they were writing they were <laughs> writing good things, and he came along, smacked him in the head. He's like, "You forget you, man. I'm going to write this for about you. Everyone's going to hate you for the rest of eternity." <laughs> So He's like, no, 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 <laughs> throw me on top of a mountain of skulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably... Please do that. I, I, I don't actually want to hurt anybody, but I want them to fear me, so just spread the legend that I'm this horrible tyrant. <laughs> yeah. That's how things go. So, Warlord. So, <laughs> what's going on at Bohemian Grove, man? Is that... Oh, shit, Bohemian Grove. Um, I don't know what they're up to these days. I hear they, they beefed up their security since the Alex Jones incident. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah. John Ronson incident. Oh, yeah. But um, th that that's got to be more than a conspiracy theory by now. Starting to yeah, shed I more mean, light. Like they they do they do weird shit. They get into the woods and they they light fires and they do weird chants and things. But like, were, were you guys have you guys been to been to college? I've, yeah, yeah, been to college. Yeah, oh, yeah I've were you, graduated. Were, you, were any of you in a fraternity? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely I, not. I was really briefly. I didn't didn't stay too long. But like, they they do weird shit. Like. Like you know, they had like um, I, I've been sworn to secrecy, right? So I can't get into specific. <laughs> oh, okay, I okay. Remember this damn thing for for ages, but they do things that are like you know spooky rituals, right? And they do like things where it's like, oh, you know, this is very meaningful and momentous and occult, and 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 it's basically just to like 
give you a sense that you're part of something special. And I feel like that's probably what Bohemian Grove is in a lot of ways. Now, what they talk about when they're actually there, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, you know, oh, you know, they have an owl statue and they, they light fires and they wear robes. I don't think that means that much, honestly. It's oh, just a way of them feeling like they're these privileged like a, guys in the woods. Yeah. Decide, they like, have a common common bond, sort of. Well, thing, it's, you know, common it's, experience. Said, it's said that the Manhattan Project was first discussed there at Bohemian Grove. What else are, is being discussed there is what we want to know, know. And all the elite yeah, are going yeah. there, you know. Yeah. Um, Did you see what Nixon wrote about? I was about to say, <laughs> Nixon thinks it's the faggiest uh, group yeah. he's ever been to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like, <laughs> but there's also lots of reports, uh, you know, it kind of ties into the Franklin sex scandal, the sex ring scandal uh, with Le- uh, Lawrence uh, King, you know, um, there was a, a, a Paul Benassi, I believe his name had a diary and they, it was, it was read over the air on some sort of, uh, I think it was maybe coast to coast or something, mm-hmm. coast to coast. And it was literally this, uh, the story of him going to the, the Redwood Forest, this male prostitute. And him with another person, that person gets shot, and then they're fornicating with that, and then he had to fornicate with this, and it was all this account of him being in the Redwood Forest sometime in uh, summer, like July or something, or June, whenever Bohemian Grove's happening there. You know, there's got to be that happening still. It's where still they got to be killing male prostitutes and having sex with them? Well, of course, they're elite there. Well, what else is going on there besides <laughs> talking about building What else Adam could Bonds? people possibly do in the woods <laughs> other than defile a dead body? What on earth? I know that's what I do. I'm You're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. don't know, man. But uh, that's what I believe that they're doing out there. They're having just Every gay sex you with bring each this other. Up, it just goes, yeah. you, I think you have the issue with gay sex here. I don't have any problem <laughs> with gay sex. It's fine. But I'm talking about these elite people going out there and... Come on! What if they want to go into the woods and have secretive gay sex? I mean, it's fine, I guess. I mean, I'm not hating for that. I would I like <laughs> I them to just come out and say, "Hey, check it out! This is the resort for the elite, where we get naked and fuck." That's right. Would that We're be down to Bohemian Grove? Would that be a little more acceptable if that's how they advertised it? Well, yeah. <laughs> tell, let me know if there's GMO in my food, and also uh, let me know when you What's guys are having gay out sex there? out yeah. there, so I can, you know. Either this you know, has check gone it out or not. so yeah. off topic. Yeah. All right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got I got another crazy question from Crazy Los here. Um, are you a paid show? Oh, um, I mean, I'm a <laughs> university, I guess. He's a paid show. <laughs> How about are you a reptilian? Oh. Am I a reptilian? Uh, I mean, no. you can tell me if you are or not. Sadly, right? not a reptilian. You know, I, I can't even get into any of the decent clubs. I applied for the Bohemian Grove. They wouldn't let me in. Oh, <laughs> man. Bad times, man. Is there anything you want to ask or, or anything you want to plug while you're while you're here and you have people's attention? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I blog occasionally at conspiracypsychology.com, psychology mm-hmm. conspiracy theories blog, talk about research mostly. Um, and you can also follow me on Twitter at disinfo agent. Um, okay. I disinfo very agent. rarely, so I'm the perfect person to follow because I'm not going to crap up your feed with uh, <laughs> stuff about what I ate for breakfast that morning. Thank you very much for your time. Yes, thank you for you know taking the time out of your busy day and talking to some crazy people here in Austin, Texas, man. No worries, thanks, guys. Awesome, dude. about that interview.
I had a good time with that one. Dude, it was great. I liked it. It was a good time. I, I, I enjoyed it. I really liked the the part, like, what first got him was are dissecting the different types of arguments. Are they arguing against this point, or are they arguing for their own point? And I feel that that's, like, that's an important thing to look at that I never had thought of before. So that Which one is more persuasive, too? Right. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that would probably depend on the situation or, or the argument. But uh, it, it says a lot if you're going, that's wrong, instead of, hey, this is right. Yeah. And uh, like you said, they don't, they don't ever have a definitive theory. They just don't believe what the story is. And I, I don't know. I thought that spoke a lot to conspiracy theories in general in a way I'd never thought about. Yeah, dude. So glad, that was cool. Glad you picked up something from it. He wanted to, maybe uh, he's listening and... You should uh, check out our Hollow Earth episode because I know you're very interested in uh, the Hollow Earth. Man, that there. that guy knew it. Mm-hmm. He knew it. He knew Hollow Earth inside and out. Mm. Ah. <laughs> God, you are. I know. Of a bitch. <laughs> well, I thought it was a very lovely story. <laughs> Let's get the new, use the new drops. Well, you know, we uh, he wanted to actually play some idiot or idiom with yeah. us, so we let him play. Why not? Of course. So, if a doctor says, "Let me play this game," you let him play. Let's uh, yeah. let's listen to that audio, guys. Exciting. Let's play a game. <laughs> idiot, 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 idiot. That's right. Idiot, idiot, ha ha. Idiot, 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 idiot. He's enjoying idiot, this one. Idiot, <laughs> idiot, <laughs> idiot, idiot. <laughs> Feel the rest of your coffee. Wow, you really Irished that one up, didn't you? All right, that's right. Welcome to another episode of Idiot or Idiom, the only phrase game where we play for the Golden Jazz Master. We are playing with Dr. Wood. He did an interview and he wants to hang out and do some Idiot or Idiom. Thanks for joining us once again. Say something. That's right. (laughs) And and this week, he's going to face off against Brandon Mitchell, our very own. I've only uh, got one loss. So, wait, is it one loss or is it two losses? I don't know. You don't even know. That's how bad it is. Let's just go with one. Let's just say one. It sounds better that way. So, how do we play idiot or idiom? Well, what is an idiom? An idiom is a phrase, word, combination of words that no longer mean its uh, literal meaning. It's got a figurative meaning. So we'll right. do uh, give you something, and we'll give you an origin, and then you guess if it's true or false, and that'll be the game. So that being said, Dr. Wood, are you ready to play? I am. Ready. All right, Brandon, what about <laughs> you? Are you ready? I am, man. Let's do it. All right, let's play Idiot or Idiom. For the Golden Jazz Master. Here, you keep score, Nick. Because right. Nick's not playing. Nick is not playing I'm this not one. I'm allowed to play because I keep winning all the time. So <laughs> He's just too good at this game. Number one, yanking my chain. Mm. All right. That uh, means that you're kidding with me. You know, you're, you're messing with me. Mm-hmm. You're yanking my chain, kid. All right. So where does this come from? It comes from water closets. There used to be a chain that you would pull to release the, the poopies and let your poopies go. Dumps the water. <laughs> now... Dr. Wood, is this true or false, this origin story? Mm. So this is basically like a sanitized version of, are you shitting me? Oh. <laughs> ah. 
Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, I can convince myself that that's true. I'm going to say that's true. Okay. <laughs> Brandon, is this true or false? What I said about water closets. You can my chain. Going with false. You're shitting me. All right. We're going to go with Dr. Woods here. He said, uh, he said, uh, what is he? What do you say? Said true. He said true. Is mm -hmm. he correct? He is incorrect. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. you guys. This actually comes from miners. Uh, uh, they used to poop in a hole in a box, and it would be on the rails that they would be pushing. And to stop that from moving when they were pooping, they'd have to put the chain. And if you in yank their the chain yeah, in front of the wheel <laughs> so that it wouldn't move, and, you know, their friends would come and yank that chain, oh. <laughs> then their poop would yeah, go well. flying. <laughs> Well, I guess it's still, so it is your shitting me. It still could have tie into your shitting me. Sort of, yeah. sort of does. All right. Yeah, okay. Half points. Half points. Half points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the next one. Let's play Idiot or Idiom. For the Golden Jazz Master! That's right. Woo, boy, man. Woo. You out of breath. Keep your nose clean slash hands clean. Okay, so he's like, keep your hands clean, keep your nose clean. We're going to keep them both together on this one. Means to keep stay. It all clean. Yeah, I mean to stay out of trouble. Keep your nose clean. All right, you guys ready for this one here? So it moved from hands to nose when uh, it used to mean masturbation. It kind of t went to that. You want to keep your, you want to get. Okay, masturbation was back when it was hands. Not, it has nothing to do with the nose portion. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you did write it too, so uh, definitely get get that going in there. So it moved from hands to nose. Was it used to be keep uh, kind of keep your keep your hands from uh, from jacking off? Keep your nose, keep, keep your, your hands, hands clean. clean, and it's progressed into keep your. Nose so when clean. it came to the U.S., it was nose clean. Is that a true or false, Brandon? No longer about masturbation false, at that point. Man. False, 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 false. Okay, Doctor Wood, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's false as well. I think that <laughs> the fact that that happened before it came to the states, I think that like the U.S. is like the center of anti-masturbation paranoia. Like this is how like graham crackers and cornflakes happened, right? So yes, I I think if That's it happened, true. it would have happened in the U.S. So I'm going to say false. Well, you guys are both incorrect. Oh, oh. it actually does. <laughs> it actually did come from. It used to start off as keep your your hands clean, and that was about it. Not even to, keep your hands to yourself. It was just keep your hands keep clean. Your hands it just wanted to yourself. keep your mending hands away from your 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 mending yeah. cock and balls there. Hmm. All right, let's play Idiot or Idiom. So, hey, Brandon. Yeah. How much does a polar bear weigh? Mm, uh, 382 pounds. Not enough to break the ice? I'm Los. How's it going? Pretty good. That was pretty smooth. That was pretty smooth. Thank you very much. All right, so that is going to be our idiom there, breaking the ice. Initiate convo. It's the intro. It's a, it's a pickup line. You're breaking the ice there. All right, you guys ready for the Origin. intro here? Let's so, um, uh, so it was to forge a path for others to follow. It was wrote, written in the 16th century. Is that true or false, Doctor Wood? What do you think? Mm. Yeah, I think that's false. I think oh, that's false. Okay, okay, okay. If you're breaking the ice for others to follow, I mean, there's not really going to be a path afterwards, right? No, you would clear the ice, and it would. Oh, you're talking for like for ships? Oh yeah, for the ships. Okay. Um, wrote that, that would have been pertinent information to put into the. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for helping me write that, Nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go false. All right, you guys are both incorrect again. That's where it comes oh, from. Wow. Come on, wow. guys. Come on, get your shit together. Ooh. 
So it is. It is breaking it is. the ice in front of the ship. Yeah, so. it would be coming from literally breaking the ice in front of the ship, so others can forge a path for Man, you to follow. Someone there. should have been better at that on the Titanic. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, is that too soon? Yeah, that was mm. a lovely story. Well, I thought it was a very lovely story, <laughs> and you tell it so well. All right, let's play editor idiom. Turned out to be a really shitty uh, part of a sh shitty game of Idiot or Idiom here. All right, Ooh, bear with work. me here. Uh, bear I think with that's me. What we're so doing. bear with me. That is our idiom. That means uh, being patient. You know, you're gonna have to be patient with me. So uh, it comes uh, from Shakespeare. He wrote it mm. uh, in Julius mm. Caesar, and then um, many times. I wish I could write something. I didn't want to write a bunch of uh, lines from his work, but because then we would force you to read it. And I don't want to fucking read it. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> So, Brandon, is that true or false? Does it come mm. from Julius Caesar's Shakespeare Shakespeare's play? Julius Caesar. You know what I mean. I don't. I don't remember all of Caesar. Uh, I'm just. I'm gonna go true because I know he did come up with a lot. I remember right. that from a previous. Doctor yeah. Wood, what do you think? <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna go with true as well. I think. Thinking that Shakespeare invented some phrase is a pretty safe bet, usually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That is the answer a lot into in these uh, idioms. But yeah. let's check out. You guys both said false, but you guys are still oh, wrong. No, they both oh, said true. Man. You guys are okay. Oh, you guys should have said, said true. You guys should have said false because yeah. you guys are both wrong. <laughs> All right, no. Would you get this right? Jesus Christ! All right, oh, to wow. bear means to carry, or to give birth, or to endure. It's a uh, Latin and Greek in origin. That is where Bear With Me actually does come from. Sorry, guys. Come on. Keep it going. We got the last yeah, one here. Let's play it in already. Very tough. The score is one to zero. One nothing. All right. Bad blood. Oh, yeah. We covered this oh. in the uh, syphilis experiment. That's right. Uh, Tuskegee. Uh, so it means you got a dislike. You got it's some bad blood between between you know me and nick right now so there's some bad blood you know Damn what i mean right. that's right so here's the origin it comes from blood feuds between families and tribes all right where they would fight they hated each other families i hate you brandon doctor what <laughs> is like this hatfields and mccoys true, yeah exactly the hatfield and mccoys mm -hmm. they had bad blood between the families there uh doctor what is this uh true or false blood I feuds think God, I'm I'm gonna go against my instinct here because I've been wrong on every single one so far. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be like George in that episode of Seinfeld where he does the opposite. Right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that's false because it sounds too reasonable to say that that's true. <laughs> All right, Brandon, what do you think? Uh, he said false. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, just a strategic move. I'm gonna say true. He's gonna say true. Let's go with Brandon. You said true. Is this true or false? Brandon, you are correct Woo! by saying that. Somebody somebody had to get it. I keep switching it up on you guys. Let's check. That's been five of them. Let's check with the the judge. How far are we? Is it a tie? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Well, guess it what, Brandon? two to zero in favor of Brandon. Brandon, you have won the golden jasmine. I have won. Good game, sir. Good game. Maybe next time I'll write those out better. Yeah, what the hell? I'm sorry. A bullet points you, didn't work for me. You could totally me. blame your loss on, on Los's yeah. Oh, yeah. struggles yeah. as a host. It was one Just blame it on me. <laughs> you know, I, I was almost there, but then the writing just... Yeah, it, you know? yeah sorry. I, the writing sucks. It wasn't at all. My writing sucks, night. man. It's a conspiracy against the guests. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. You shill. 
All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks again. That was Idi Idi for the Golden Jazz Master. That's right. Idiot. Idiot. Thank you guys for listening once again. This is another episode of Emergency Exit. If you guys like our content, listen and go to iTunes. iTunes. And give us a five star. We're on that Apple podcast thing, Mabobber. And Google Play. Google Music is where we're at. Yes. Uh, What else? You guys are on Stitcher, wherever you listen to us. Player FM is. Player yeah, that, a good that's one. That's a pretty popular yeah. one. And uh, if you Sound guys want to leave mm-hmm. us a comment directly on the spot where you were listening and you wanted to comment, go to SoundCloud and you, you can, can actually do that. So we have one. On the track. We have one from last week. That's right. And uh, it's from Bruce. And he Bruce? says, "That's right." When? Uh, what? Oh, like he just just randomly or was it in response to something i'm sure it was in response to something i didn't listen to where it goes uh, in, the, in okay. the thing but bruce awesome man thanks for listening dude you get that's right that's right. cool man uh what Just else do we have our slogan you know thank you uh michael dr michael wood for coming down yes. and all the way from england and sitting down here at the <laughs> the lab and talking conspiracies and you know, for playing the the idiot or idiom game, which is just yeah. getting worse and worse by the fucking game. Oh no! <laughs> I think I'm done game We're running out of it. them. I have to. I have you to. Got to pass the torch again. I got to pass the torch to something right. else, somebody else that can take over for this game. <laughs> I just, I'm just not up to it anymore. Okay. I'm dying. I'm dying. Closer. Well, we do need to come up with the, with some other games. We have, well, we have ideas for other games. Close. So maybe yeah. we don't need to be doing idiot idiom as much. We can mm-hmm. cycle around some other game. Yeah, ideas. we got some great games coming. You we guys, we got some stuff coming mm-hmm. out the Close. coming out of the tube, coming down the tubes, out of the pipes, down up, just somewhere up, through down the, the tube. poop, down the poop tube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's right. <laughs> Nick, anything to plug? Uh no, actually I don't have anything going on this week. Rider guitar. You can find well yeah oh yeah find me at, at Rider guitar. Guitar no or just guitar. 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 And uh, Brandon, what do you got, buddy? Oh man, just uh, check out our YouTube page. There's uh, up and coming more more clips up there of best of moments. Uh, check those out. That's and, right. Uh, give them a like. Give them a follow. Same on the Facebooks and the the Twitters, Instas, all that good stuff. You know. Stickers are going out. Stickers came out. We got stickers have been right. mailed out. I handed uh, out a few this weekend. Mm-hmm. Great. So stick them up and take a picture. Hashtag Emergency Exit or EMEX Pod. EMEX Pod. That's right. Uh, thank you, Postman Polly, for uh, well, giving us well, a new well. drop. Look at you. Shit face, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for Nick Ryder, yep. Brandon Mitchell, mm-hmm. I'm Los. That's right.